0: For more information about today's article and to claim CME CE credit. DL is a 60-year-old patient who calls your front desk uh, wondering if he should come in. He's feeling ill, has a low-grade fever and a cough, and he's worried he's been exposed to the coronavirus. Hi, this is Frank Domino. And joining me today to discuss the coronavirus is Dr. Robert Baldor, professor and chair of UMass Bay State at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Frank. So um, instead of us covering um, all the uh, epidemiology on on COVID-19 and the coronavirus, I feel like maybe you and I should just talk about what we know about how to handle common occurrences like DL's questions. He calls up and he's got a cold. Um, what should we tell him to do? Should we bring him in? Should he wear a mask? Should we, should we send him to the lab? Should we call the CDC? What, what should we do?
1: Yeah, good questions. I, I do want to start by saying right now that this coronavirus is uh, out there, and 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 the CDC website is terrific. Uh, people should just go to that to find uh, guidance uh, about a whole host of of, of questions. The, the problem with, with with a virus like this is that it's it's a novel virus, so there's no immunity out. There's no herd immunity out there. We have no vaccine for it. So the last and 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 the people who are uh, really struggling with this or dying from it or having severe disease from it tend to be the elderly, the immunocompromised compromised in some in some fashion. So the last thing you want to do is have somebody who has this or you suspect of having it coming into a medical Arena where there are people who are immunocompromised. So, some of this is like, well, people need to be seen though who are sick. And so, this is a little bit teasing out what is the likelihood that they actually have coronavirus? Did they actually travel to an area and so on? uh, Were they in China or in Italy in the last three weeks? And if they weren't, unlikely that they've got that exposure. Uh, But the problem is, I actually talk about this as a perfect storm. This is a medication, this is a, a disease we really don't have any great prevention for. We don't have any great. Testing for, and we don't have any great treatment for. So, wow, we're sort of stuck with this as we um, as we go along. So, um, so, 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 given all of that, um, people who are getting sick though it's severe respiratory compromise. So I want to know how ill is this person? And it's the same thing even with the flu. I don't necessarily want somebody with the flu coming into my office. So I'm going to tease out over the phone doing that, Trish, how sick are you? And well, you got a little girl, great fever, you're coughing, you're achy, but otherwise that, stay home, there's really no benefit to coming in. You're coughing really bad, you're having some dyspnea, shortness of breath, you probably need to be assessed.
0: I agree with you. I think, it. Uh, I recently went to the doctor's office for another problem, and one of the first questions they asked me is, are you ill, do you have a fever, and then have you traveled outside the country in the last 30 days, and I'm like, those are really good questions to ask. And so I agree with you. We should do a better job in training our staff and triaging phone calls and encourage people to stay home and take care of themselves and see those who are most vulnerable, those who've been exposed, those who are elderly, those who are immunocompromised. Um, Let's say the patient gets through the, through the gauntlet of your front desk is in your office and they've got some fever uh, some, some they're achy all over. Maybe a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit of a cough. How do you decide whether they should be tested or not?
1: So first thing I want to say when they come in, they should put a mask on. You should ask them to put a mask on. Uh, the other thing is really being careful, with careful hand washing. Uh, this is drop. This particular virus is droplet spread versus airborne, which is interesting. So airborne, people are sneezing or whatever it gets into the air, it floats around for a couple of hours. Being droplet spread means that it settles more on uh, surfaces, environmental surfaces, hangs around probably three, four, five, six hours. So careful hand washing, but also for that person who is coughing to cover up.
0: So um, how do we decide whether we test them or
1: not? Oh, so great question. Um, So turns out, you really can't test them. Your local hospital doesn't have the testing. And up until just uh, very recently, like last weekend, it was only the CDC that you can get testing. So you'd have to send a test. Now mind you, you've got people coming in with respiratory symptoms that are ill, all right? So you wanna know, you you wanna do a respiratory swab for them and you wanna test them for uh, RSV and influenza. And that's probably what they're going to have. But then you can take that swab and you can uh, send it off for testing. Now, right now, most state departments of public health have the kits and they're able to do the testing, but they're not testing everybody either. What they're testing is only people who are actually ill enough to be in the ICU. And so the CDC won't even accept a sample unless somebody is severely ill. So this is what I said. Right now, it's really around, People who are sick and ill, they need to be uh, admitted, they need to be in a reverse uh, isolation pressure room. isolation room mm-hmm. as, as part of it. So we wanna keep these people home as much as possible. We wanna keep them out of our ears, out of our offices and say at home, you should just take care of yourself at home and to prevent the spread of this uh, illness until we've really developed a bigger sense of herd immunity or, or, or vaccine to help. Um- Let's just end on sort of a broader
0: picture. What what are your thoughts going forward? I, I've heard a number of predictions that, you know, eventually this is such an infectious agent, most of us will probably be infected with it, but um,
1: it, 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 hopefully by then we'll have a vaccine to help prevent it. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So one of the issues is being concerned around what's the mortality rate. And so the mortality rate appears to be somewhere between one and four percent looking at this, but that all depends on what the denominator is. So this is, many people have this it's like the common cold and we don't know how many people actually are out there so if you look at that denominator it gives you a different factor uh, for influenza the, the mortality rate is 0.1% um, and so it's a much lower mortality rate by the way we've had about 10,000 deaths this year from influenza and it's gonna have over, I think, 10, 20 million cases of influenza this year in this country. So um, so that's also something to keep in the back of your mind. And mostly what we're seeing still when we test people is influenza, it's not this, uh, the, the corona, uh, the, 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 the coronavirus. Um, I was hoping that maybe this would die out as the weather gets warmer, which tends to happen with the uh, uh, influenza virus. Well, it turns out, Frank, you've heard about summer colds, right? You know what causes summer colds? coronaviruses. Wow. So so the likelihood of the warmer weather is probably not gonna help us with this particular strain of coronavirus that we're seeing.
0: All right, so encourage patients to stay home, take care of themselves, um, wash your hands frequently and um, stay tuned. We'll try to give you an update going forward uh, over the next couple of weeks as we learn more about the coronavirus and how best to help you and your patients. Thank you, Bob. All right, thank you, Frank. Practice pointer. Patients who call and are ill should be encouraged to take care of themselves at home unless they're severely ill, immunocompromised, or elderly. Those should be seen in some healthcare setting, either your office or an emergency room, and they should be encouraged to wear a mask before going into any healthcare facility to prevent further spread of whatever illness they have. Join us next time when we talk about intermittent fasting and its influence on weight loss and improving cardiac risk factors. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, visit primemed.com slash podcast and see you next week.